0: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: You're
3: listening to the British Ice Hockey podcast. Available every week on BritishIceHockey.co.uk.
4: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And we've got loads of interviews. Shortly, we're going to be discussing the National Division with the Swindon Wildcats and the Bees. We're also going to be talking about North 1 with the Solway Sharks, South 1 with the Chelmsford Chieftains, and we're going to be talking about South 2 with the Haringey Huskies. All of that to come on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So, hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Loads of interviews on this week's show. Later, we'll be hearing from Haringey, from Chelmsford and from Solway. But before that, let's go to the National Division. And it was a four-point weekend for the Swindon Wildcats last week as they beat the Telford Tigers and the Raiders. And to judge the mood now, at the Wiltshire side on Thursday, I caught up with their head coach. It's a welcome back to the show, to Aaron Nell. Uh, well, Aaron, a big thank you for joining us, Zander. Congratulations on the four-point weekend, especially victories against teams in and around you in the league table as well, which I'm going to suggest is pretty handy. Uh, how, how was your weekend?
5: It was really good. It was probably our best weekend of the season. Uh, we, we played really well for, for all, all of all the two games and uh, really happy with the team and, and how we've uh, responded over the last couple of weeks.
4: Yeah, five goals uh, against Telford uh, on Saturday, seven goals against the Raiders on, on Sunday. Certainly a uh, great entertainment value as well, I reckon.
5: Yeah, we we over the last three, four weeks, our, our offense has really been picking up and um, it's it's about being good on the, the offensive side and the defensive side of the pack. And, and last weekend, we we had a good combination of that and, and that's why we won the two games.
4: Now It's been a, a couple of months or so since we last caught up, Aaron, and uh, uh, looking at the league table, currently sitting fifth, as I said, it was handy results uh, against the, the two teams directly beneath you uh, in the league table, while well, Telford are, are now directly beneath you in the league table. Um, so looking up more, more than behind, just four points away from Sheffield. So how how, how are things going, do you feel, at uh, at Swindon at the moment?
5: It, look, it has, hasn't been the the greatest start we've ever had. Uh, not not where we not where we want to be, but we're progressing in the right direction. We, we have been doing a lot of good things uh, before the, the last two weeks. We, we we were doing a lot of good things, but not getting the results that uh, maybe we deserved. And, and now it's about pushing on and, and getting the results. And we need to we we want to be higher up in the table. And yeah, we're looking ahead.
4: I mean, how how tricky. Because you don't look at a league table. Certainly at the end of November, you don't look at a league table. And, and uh, we're recording this at the start of December. I, I even think at the start of December, it's it's too early as well. Uh, but part of this pack in, in in mid-table land at the minute, how keen are you to to get towards where Sheffield are, four points up the road, and then maybe even close that gap to the top three as well, if possible, the second part of the season?
5: Yeah, that, look, there is there's a long way to go. And yeah, we are looking looking up and, and the first team we want to try and catch is Sheffield but look we're just taking it a game at a time and uh, we we feel like we're moving in the right direction and that's all we
4: we really care
5: about at the moment and uh, and just trying to win our next game.
4: Let's touch upon the next game uh, there's a bit of a, a Yorkshire vibe uh, to, to this weekend's matches uh, we'll touch upon the uh, the Leeds game shortly but the home game on Saturday against the Hull Seahawks I mean, Hull did pick up a win, didn't they, uh, last weekend, um, so they'll be buoyed by that. But how much are you looking for keeping that momentum going now after the four-point weekend you've just had?
5: Yeah, we definitely want to keep it, keep uh, that momentum going. Um, Hull are improving every week with uh, the input there now. He, I know he's a really good player and they got a big win last week against Basingstoke, so um, it, it's it's going to be going to be a tough weekend. How, how we'll have nothing to lose coming into our rink, and uh, we need to make sure that we're playing like we did over the last couple of weeks to to get a result.
4: And then Leeds, obviously on on Sunday, um, that's a a mammothly tough game to say the least. Um, I mean, what's your what's your thoughts on on that challenge? Because obviously Leeds. They've got two overtime losses. That That's it this season with regards to uh, d- dropping points. So, I mean, it is it is going to be a tough challenge, this one, but no easy games in this league. I mean, how do you become the banana skin for Leeds this weekend?
5: Well, look, Leeds have started really well. And I think every team that plays Leeds at the moment, they, they've got nothing to lose. So, look, I think you've got to go for it. I think um, you, you can't be um, intimidated by how how good they've been. You've got to think about yourself more and and uh, and we got to put our best performance in, and, and if we do that, do, if we're at our best, do we believe we can beat Leeds. Yeah, of course we can, but it's, it's about how how we play, and and we got to think about Saturday first. But we, we are, I'm sure every team wants to be the first team to beat them in regulation time, and uh, Leeds have done really well so far, and to go 20 games without getting beat in regulation is, is quite an achievement, and, and hopefully hopefully we can end that on uh, Sunday night.
4: And and 20 games into into this campaign. Uh, when it comes to the league, anyway, um, I mean it's it's clear that that top three at the moment have had a very good storm in first half of the season. And um, what what have you seen of the, of the competition, Aaron? That that suggests that you know what, how how you can close that gap between the likes of yourselves and and Leeds and, and Peterborough and, and MK Lightning as well. What, what's your thoughts on on how you close that gap?
5: I think it's a consistency. Um, all three teams have just been consistent and. Uh, that, that's been our biggest downfall so far this season, where we've we lost to Leeds by obviously quite a few goals when we played them uh, a couple of weeks ago, but it was a lot closer game than the than the score shown. And uh, we, we, we've actually played the the top three pretty well. We we beat Milton Keynes twice, lost narrowly twice to Peterborough, uh, and, and obviously lost the lead. So there it's their consistency there's um, that the all three of them uh, are doing really well and yeah they're very consistent every night and and that's something that uh, that we've got to bring into our game
4: and uh, to the immediate, obviously, like we said, it's Hull this weekend. Uh, it'd be remiss of us not to mention uh, the fact that the annual Christmas Teddy Bear Toss is happening on on Saturday as well, uh, with a fundraising for Bernardo's and, and Foster with Swindon. So, t- tell us more about about what's happening on Saturday.
5: Well, it's it's something that we we do every year. The the Teddy Bear Toss it is a it's a great uh, thing to get behind and. Uh, I think last year we did over 300 teddies and 360 odd I think and, and hopefully we can beat that that score this year and uh, I know the fans really enjoy the, the teddy bear toss and hopefully we can have another great
4: turnout absolutely uh, for more information swindonwildcats.com uh, uh, the, the place to go to and and last question Aaron, just about uh, on the ice obviously you're going to need that crowd there on Swindon not just with the teddy bears but also with their vocal cords. Uh, so uh, look, looking forward to this match this weekend against Hull
5: yeah yeah Look, we we um, we lost our first three home games in in November, and it was good to to finally get a win last week in front of our home crowd, and hopefully uh, December can. We can have a better record at home than we did uh, in November.
4: Great stuff, and and to close your thought, Aaron, because obviously we we did catch up at the start of the season. We're, we're almost part way through this campaign now. How much are you looking forward to uh, the the run up to Christmas, not just Christmas itself, but obviously on the ice I'm, I'm referring to there, Aaron, uh, but, but also yeah. uh, into into the second half of the of the season as well. How much you're looking forward to to that challenge of closing that gap with the top three? Yeah,
5: look, we're really looking forward to. We like I said earlier, we didn't, we haven't had the the start that we had wished for but we feel like we're going in the right direction and uh, this is a different challenge for us that we're uh, looking forward to and and it's about yeah, peaking at the right time after Christmas and and going towards the playoffs
4: Well, Aaron Nell, uh, head coach of the Swindon Wildcats a big big thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us on this week's show, congratulations again on the four point weekend and all the best this weekend against Hull and Leeds Thank you Swindon Wildcats head coach Aaron Nell there joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Let's stick with the National Division now, and let's go to the Bees. And last week, Doug Shepherd stepped down as head coach of the club. He does stay on though as general manager and director of hockey. But in his place, assistant coach Dominic goodbye was promoted to become the new head coach of the Bees. His opening game was a tough encounter against the Peterborough Phantoms but a very credible 4-3 defeat for the Bees in that game On Sunday though, the first win took place at Telford, a 5-4 victory. So let's catch up now with the brand new head coach of the Bees. It's a welcome to the show to Dominic Goodbye. Well Dominic, a big thank you for joining us and uh, first is first big congratulations on your first victory as, as a head coach at the Bees uh, how, how was your weekend against Telford?
1: Thank you very much. Uh, I mean, I, I think we played both games we played this weekend. We played really good, I think. I think. I think guys worked really hard and I was just proud of them, how hard they worked and they stick to the systems even when we were down against Peterborough and against Alfred in a second period and we just battled it through to the end.
4: And and for those unaware, uh, you were assistant coach be- before this this announcement was made that you were going to become head coach. Uh, but how, how how have you settled into the role? Do you feel?
1: Uh, I think I settled well. I mean, I have some ideas that I want to bring in, maybe, and I don't know, maybe to turn around our season. I mean, only time will tell if it's going to move better or not.
4: And how much are you looking forward to I mean, you're not the only player head coach in this division, obviously, but how much are you looking forward to, to that challenge of, of juggling on and off the ice, uh, like you like you will be doing? I mean
1: I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I mean I can I can put something of mine into the team and even show show the guys sometimes what I mean by some tactics and some uh, stuff that I want them to do and they can see how I'm doing it and I think that might be easier for them to understand than just drawing it on a board. So once they see me maybe do some stuff, they will see what I'm talking about. And then I think the transition might be easier coming from me as a coach to the players when I'm also a player.
4: And, and just touching upon you know, your experiences that that you've had, you've been at the Bees now for, for a couple of years, working as assistant yeah. player coach. How, how excited are you about, about the future and of, of, of being a head coach? Because uh, it is a step up, but with the results you've had this past weekend, clearly there's a good team there. So how, how enthusiastic yeah. are you about the future as head coach?
1: Uh, I, I think we have a good team, good core on our team. And uh, my first experience as a coach, but I've, I've played under some... Really good coaches. I played under Doug, who I think is a really good coach. And uh, I mean, I'm just trying to get ideas from all the coaches I had, all the things that I think can work for our team. And I'm just going to try and bring it in, and hopefully the guys will understand everything that I want them to do, and we'll be able to beat
4: some teams. Well, it's certainly been a good start, Dominic. That's for sure. And picking up a result like that, like a team against a team like like Telford, five four Telford, very much in in the mid table pack at the moment. Clearly, clearly there there is a there is a good roster there and, and, and a good team. It's just about consistency I'm gonna suggest.
1: Yes, exactly. As as you're saying, consistency, I think that's what we struggle with all season because we have good games and good part of the games against any team in the league. But to be consistent that's probably our biggest weakness right now and we try to work on it.
4: And pushing Peterborough the way the, the way you did as well, just just being beaten uh, by four goals to three on, on Saturday, um, and, and like I touched upon the, the Telford result as well. Um, I mean, what's what's your your anticipation for uh, the coming matches as well? A, a corner might have been turned this past weekend, but you, you've got to keep that consistency going now.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we worked hard on Tuesday in training to keep the good, good stuff going and working on the stuff that we were. We can improve on, and I mean, these two upcoming weekends are a bit huge for us. We play all the teams around us in the table. We're basically playing for a playoff spot already, so it's big, huge games against Basingstoke this weekend, and then we play Bristol and Hall in the upcoming weekend, so that's three big games that we need to be consistent
4: Absolutely. Like I touched upon with with Telford being in mid-table, you can break the, the league up into, into three chunks, can't you? With the, the top three, that mid-table pack, and, and the bottom section as well. And one point separating yourselves, Bristol... And, and Basingstoke, um, you're six points behind the Raiders in seventh. Like you said, I mean, you're playing teams in and around you in, in the coming weeks. So if you keep that momentum going, now you've got from from that win over Telford, you, you yeah. could you could be pushing yourself up the table. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. Like I mean, if we continue playing like we played this coming weekend, I I think we can get on a roll and start moving up the table. But we just need to go from game to game and just focus on each game, try and do our best for 60 minutes and we'll see where it gets us.
4: Yeah, Basingstoke this weekend, one of the the cracking games of the the National Division over over the years. Um, What's what's your thoughts on this one on Sunday?
1: Well, every game against Basingstoke is a huge game, but especially this weekend because we have the, uh, it's a teddy bear toast night for the Alexander Divine Hospice, which we did last year as well and it was a huge success, I think. We had a lot of teddy bears on the ice, so I hope that it will be at least the same amount, if not more, on the ice this uh, Sunday.
4: No, cracking stuff. Uh, Bees Ice Hockey are on Twitter, we should say, for more information. Get yourself down there. It should should be a cracking atmosphere. And, and you just want to keep that momentum going now, don't you? And that, that's, that's the that's the thing. I mean, how much are you looking forward to, to this weekend and the challenge against Basin Stoke?
1: I mean, all, all the guys, everyone at the Bees always looks forward to playing Basingstoke, it's always a tough match, it's fun to play that game, fun to coach so it's going to be an exciting game hopefully we're we're going to win and uh, move above Basingstoke
4: Great stuff. Well Dominic, goodbye a big, big thank you, player head coach uh, of the Bees, a big, big thank you for joining us on this week's show, a a big good luck this weekend, uh, both on and off the ice uh, with the Teddy Bear Thank you very much. Against Basingstoke and uh, have a good weekend.
1: Yeah, thank you, you too
4: Dominic Goodbye there, head coach of the Bees, joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Let's go to North 1 now, and this race up at the top that we've been mentioning on the show throughout this season between the Whitley Warriors and the Solway Sharks just continues. Last week, a very, very good result for the Solway Sharks, a 6-5 victory over the Whitley Warriors. They followed that up this past weekend with some storming victories over Sheffield and Solihull and uh, let's catch up now with the Solway Sharks and it's a welcome to the show to one of their players and coaches it's a welcome to the show to Ross Murray. Well Ross a big thank you for, for joining us and uh, first things first big congratulations uh, for another brilliant weekend at the Sharks Um goals flying in a four-point weekend I mean how was it?
2: But yeah thanks for having me on yeah it was a, it was a good weekend I felt Saturday was you know, Sheffield, they're, a, they're a, a mixed team of a lot of young guys and that, so it's kind of always hard going down there and I thought we were clinical in front of the net, everybody popped up with points, yeah, that was good, and uh, Sunday was, I think we were clinical, I think that's probably one of the best games we've played all year, uh, more or less to shut solely out, apart from a power play goal, so great defensive effort, and once again, it was eight goals from, I think every line contributed to the goal, so yeah, it was good, and we were short as well. We're missing a couple of key players who've been in the lineup week in, week out, so other guys who usually don't get much ice stepped up, and yeah, it was a great weekend. And Solly is always one of those trips we we struggle with at Solly. Always seems to be a kind of bogey ice rink. But yeah, I think it was our biggest win we've had down there, at 8-1, so... Yeah, it was a great weekend overall,
4: and it topped off a, a brilliant fortnight, really. Because if we go back a couple of weeks to that six-five uh, victory over the Whitley Warriors, um, I mean, you could be forgiven for taking your foot off the accelerator after after a big result like that a couple of weeks ago over a, a title contender like the Whitley Warriors. Um, so, so that must be pleasing as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, Whitley's obviously it's their first one week, we're second, then we the do overtake them at the first, and it's just kind of back and forth just now so obviously that was, a, that was a massive win so but I think some of the more experienced guys in the team we knew that whole fixture was looming before the Christmas break so we were aware of that and you know in, in our own ice rink we don't fear anybody I think it's been a very long time since we've had a defeat there so you know anybody who comes to us we're not really scared when they come to Dumfries but uh, definitely that whole away game it was in the back of our mind and we knew that was probably going to be a really tough game. So, but either the Whitley game was was good, and like you say, it's always good to this. It's a always a close
4: game with them just now, and
2: like you've saying, both both teams are pushing each other right to the end. I think so. Yeah, it was good to get a win over them.
4: Yeah, it's an epic tussle up at the top of of North One. I, I think that's. I think we're safe in saying that. And just to touch upon um, the mood in the dressing room at the moment. I mean, last season was was brilliant for Solway, and. You can't take it for granted, can you, How the, the determination to try and mirror what you did last year. Uh, and how, how much does that drive you on as a squad?
2: Yeah, definitely. We will, the goal is always always to win, right? But I think we want to go one step more this year and, and obviously do like a grand slam, win, it, win every trophy possible. You know, the North Cup slipped out of our hands last year. But yeah, we want to try to go all the way and, and win everything. The boys were there last year, the new boys, who have came in this year, it's always in our mind. We are that team everybody wants to beat. Everybody wants to maybe turn up a wee bit more against us. They never take us for granted. They're always always kind of, they want to be that team who beat the national champions. So we've got that to kind of deal with. But it comes with a wee bit of a hangover as well. I think a lot of people look at what we did and just to kind of expect us to, to be doing that again. It's hard enough to win a league, never mind win a national title back-to-back. So... You know, we've, got, we've always got that in our mind that we always need to turn up. We always need to make sure we're doing the small things right. Never let our standards drop and just keep going for it, I guess.
4: And how much are you enjoying your ice hockey this year? Because you've got a long association with the club. And I mean, how much are you enjoying your, your ice hockey this season in particular?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of the same. I always enjoy it. I'm there all the time. Uh, I've kind of got a new role this year with the team, stepping up as kind of player coach, player assistant coach, so... It keeps me busy, but yeah, I'm enjoying my hockey. Never changes. Just uh, more pain after the weekend. I think it is when I hear <laughs> I mean, what goes on. But yeah, it's it's a great place to be. I enjoy it, and I can't have got no complaints about it whatsoever.
4: And how dancing is that is that step up because that that's obviously the the next stage of, of your career, isn't it? Uh, so how 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 daunting has that challenge been of of combining you know coaching duties with with a, being a player.
2: I I don't know. I think it's something that comes kind of natural to me. I've I've coached uh, the juniors for a, a long time now, so it's just a bit different trying to tell players kind of what to do. When so, if you don't do them yourself, you can't really be you know, telling them to do it kind of thing. But yeah, it's definitely it can be challenging sometimes. Just you know, separating yourself from the boys to to more the coaching staff and, and kind of leading by example thing. it's 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 different in that sense but it's something I, I really enjoy and sometimes i actually enjoy doing
4: it more than playing just now but
2: yeah i love it i can't know the same again no complaints with
4: it at all oh great stuff and and just touching upon um this weekend's matches uh, to, uh another double header uh for, for solway um billingham on saturday uh, and a away trip to witness on sunday um, safe to say, these are, are banana skins, really. The team's in third and fourth. Um, both want to close that gap with the top two. So this this is uh, a, a, another vitally important weekend for, for Solway.
2: Yeah, uh, Billingham's that team we've always had, a, especially when we joined the league. Uh, all them years ago, we got a rivalry with them straight away. They always seem to come strong. They're great offensively, and also they, they've got a young team who seems to be getting better every week. Uh, so, obviously... We never ever overlook them. You know, they beat us last, uh, I think it was, they beat us last time in overtime down in Billingham. So, you know, we definitely can't overlook them. Um, And Widness is one of those teams But they always see if you you let them play the way they want to, they're always dangerous. So uh, we learned that last year when when they put us out in the North Cup. uh, We've got to kind of force them to play our hockey instead of kind of letting them do what they want. So... It's, as as it's right. It's two teams you can't overlook, and that to me, that's that's what costs you in this league. It's the games you you overlook, you know. So yeah, it's easy enough to get up for a Whitley for a for a top two, but it's the uh, third and fourth teams, the fifth teams, you know, any teams you don't you overlook, they're they're all good enough to beat each other. So. You've got to respect every team in the league and, and turn up on the night.
4: And, and just a, a quick plug for for that game uh, against Billingham It's it's a a, a real uh, landmark fixture, isn't it? In North One uh, this weekend. Superb stuff. Uh, get yourself down to Dumfries uh, on, on Saturday.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, get yourself down there. You know, we've, we, we're uh, thankful for the fans have been turning out. It's the busiest I've seen it for a, a, a few years, even before COVID. So, yeah, get yourself down there and cheer on the boys.
4: Great stuff. Well, Ross Murray uh, from the Solway Sharks, a big, big thank you for taking the time out your Thursday to join us on this week's show. Uh, Keep up the excellent work and uh, all the best this weekend and have a good Christmas as well. Spot on, thank
2: you, you
4: too. Ross Murray there from the Solway Sharks, joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. From North 1 to South 1 now, and uh, let's go to the Chelmsford Chieftains. Currently sitting fourth in the league table, six points from the league leaders, Streatham and Solent and uh, not too far away from the team in third position the Slough Jets. Chelmsford, I've got a tough set of games coming up starting off this Sunday with a home game against the Solent Devils and to hear the mood now at Chelmsford ahead of this busy festive period coming up let's welcome the head coach of Chelmsford, it's a welcome to the show to Mark Saunders. Well, Mark, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, before we get to results on the ice and, and that kind of thing, just a bit of a general catch up. A new role for yourself at, at Chelmsford this season. How are you finding being head coach at the club?
3: Yeah, no problem, Ben. i obviously appreciate you you know reaching out and asking me to come on. Uh, yeah, a new challenge for me taking over at Chelmsford, and I finished my job in Romford. In their second team, their kind of development team, if you like. And one of the considerations that I did have in the summer was that if a first team came in for me, then I would I would consider that role. Um, and that's what happened at Chelmsford. I was speaking to, uh, to Grant, to Derek as well, uh, obviously Derek Bartlett, about you know, coming in. And uh, I liked the direction that they were trying to take the club in. They wanted a bit of a reset. I think that the guys there saw that it needed a bit of change and I was looking forward for a new challenge and a lot of what I've done in the past is kind of development teams. I've done the Bracknell Hornets and the Romford Raiders two teams so very much develop players and put them in a in a senior team and it was a new challenge so yeah I, I jumped at the chance and obviously thank Romford for, for everything that they've done for me but yeah, very much, you know, relishing the opportunity at the moment. I'd say an up and down start. October wasn't kind to us, but November was a brilliant month for us. So, yeah, that's the beauty of of doing what we do. Right? There's no uh, there's no straight line to this. It's just do more of the right things more often than not, and hopefully they correlate with good performances, and then obviously wins on top. So, that's very much my mantra, and that's what I'm trying to instill in the group. And you know, we seem to be. Making good headway there, but yeah, I'm enjoying the challenge.
4: And touching upon uh, the results from November, I mean, it's a very uh, for for those uh, unaware of, of South One, it's um, we've had Streatham on, we've had Solent on, we've had Slough on. Um, those are the top three at the minute. Chelmsford just just slightly back at the moment, but you've you've beaten and and given games to all three of those teams, haven't you? Uh, so, I mean, what what do you make of the division uh, more generally this season? I think the league has has moved on again and kind of
3: jumped from from last year. There seems a lot more of a
4: push towards youth
3: development. So around those 16, 17, 18-year-olds that are coming out, out of juniors that have probably had quite successful youth careers now want to facilitate a step into senior ice hockey. What does that look like and how do they do that? And there's a lot of teams, obviously, in Victor have, have very much changed their movement over there and a lot of respect for what they're doing with going kind of local and, and to the youth. You know, Solent have been doing it for a long time um Streatham have been you know trying to bring through some some youth and some some local players there so I think it's taken definitely a a step forward speed wise the default there if you get younger the game gets faster which is obviously a good thing but then you've got some good coaches around the division that are trying to implement systems and different styles of play that these players need to adapt to if they want to take the next step up through this division and end up in the National League so it's definitely got a lot faster the games are a lot more competitive this year than they were for the last few years that's for sure um it's a good place to be, right? You want to know that if your team are going to come and perform, they've got a chance to to win. But also that guys have to understand that if you have an off night, Anybody can get you, and we epitomised that in in October. But then we've been on the kind of positive side of it throughout November. I think November was we were really we've been really really good in November. We've beaten everybody apart from we haven't beaten Solent yet. But we get to take another go at those guys on Sunday, so we'll see where we are. But the league is definitely more competitive. Obviously, losing Bristol took us down to eight teams. But uh, yeah, everybody can beat anybody on a night, and that's that's a good thing, right? That's what you it's what you want in the league.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And it, currently in the top four. In the semi-finals of of the South Cup as well, where it looks like you're going to be taking on Slough in the semi-final. Um, so, with that regard, there's, there's certainly plenty to aim for in 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 those closing weeks of the season. Yeah, I mean that's
3: what that's that's what a team like Chelmsford Chieftains should be heading for, right? They want uh, you know they want a hand on every trophy. They want to be in the mix for every trophy, and that was something that I discussed with ownership in the summer when they asked me to come in. Obviously, you'd like to be able to guarantee things sooner rather than later, but kind of see us we're in a bit of a rebuild with. There's a lot of guys that retired at the end of last season, and it was my job to obviously try and replace some of those guys and that takes time right so it's it's a little bit more of a long term project here but uh yeah for us to be in a shout with i think the league is the toughest one to win you've got to be the most consistent team all year round and that's hard to do, really hard to do in a competitive division obviously it makes it you know really exciting and, and that's something to, that we want to be a part of the cup finals and the cup semifinals those are the ones that you know we 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 had to fight to for now to to get our results, to get us into those semis. So, we're pleased with those. And obviously, you've got the playoffs, uh, you know, kind of click your fingers and the playoffs are done. So, yeah, we're, we're pleased to be in the run for for all three trophies still. And that's, you know, the, the Chieftains is one of the most prestigious teams in, in that division, if not, you know, in the, in the south of England. So, they should be, and they expect to be in the hunt for these kind of things, and that's that's exactly why I took the position on in the summer.
4: And obviously, it'd be remiss of me, and sorry to, to single out a, a particular player, but it, it has made big news this past month uh, of the signing of Peter Cech, who's obviously a, a fantastic goalkeeper in football, but also at ice hockey as well. He's had time at Guildford. I mean, that's that's quite an acquisition, isn't it?
3: Yeah, so I've, I've known Peter personally for a, for a couple of years. Um, he used to train at Guildford, and um, and then, obviously, got involved with a very good friend of mine, Andy Hemmings, and the Phoenix. And it's kind of, uh, you know, well known what the Phoenix have done for the last couple of years. And that's that's full props to to Hemmer and everything that he did over there in Guildford. And obviously, Peter was a massive part of that. And then, obviously, I heard that he was on the lookout for a, a new challenge, a new team, and um, and we managed to get we managed to get Peter over to Chelmsford. It's that experience, that competitive mindset that he brings is massive in our dressing room um and we've really really felt that and a lot of the guys have felt that too like that in the moments where it's tight there's a calmness from senior players and from someone like peter in the dressing room but there's also this kind of notion that we're a good team here boys like back yourself trust yourselves like let's go after this in those moments of nervousness potentially he's very much a supporting a supporting guy there saying look boys let's go we're a good team like let's get after it and on the side of it as well he's a good netminder and he's proved that in the games he's played like he's won I think all but one of the games um and that was against the Solent team that came in and you know that Solent team is good so that's huge as a as a as a guy and as a player um he's been a great addition for us and for the division as well right so it's good to have him on board
4: and uh, that um, is, is good vibes heading into this weekend, just to mention it, Sunday the 4th of December, 6 o'clock face-off, Chelmsford Chieftains taking on the Soul at Devils, big, big game. Big games are coming thick and fast, aren't they? Because next Saturday you're, you're away at uh, Streatham, then or, on Sunday you've got Romford as well, and, and we've touched upon your own personal relationship with with that great club uh, just down the road. So, I mean, it's it's all happening, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we've had a busy November. We've had seven games. Uh, you know, we've played seven nights of, of, of possible eight
3: playing playing days. Um, so one night off there. And I think uh, on the run-up to Christmas, we've got this Saturday off and then it's a game every single playing day that, that is possibly there for us. So, yeah, we've got a huge game again against Solent this weekend. We uh, welcome them into the building on Sunday night. And then, like as you said, yeah, we're, we're away. All the Obviously, all these are league games now. So away at Streatham and then home to Romford and then uh, we're away at Slough and then we host Milton Keynes on the 18th of December and that's actually a charity game for us there so obviously it's a league scheduled fixture but we're holding a charity night there for uh, a couple of charities that are close to the team's heart so lots of games and lots of points to play for and again like I've said a few times the message is very much like we need to stay on task and trust ourselves, back ourselves and as I said we can beat anybody so we're looking forward to the challenge but yeah there's some huge games in there for sure.
4: Absolutely and we started this interview asking about how you see settling in. It's come across loud and clear. Uh, I think you're loving it, aren't you, at Chelmsford? But uh, how much are you relishing this next challenge and uh, this uh, pursuit of silverware?
3: Yeah, very much so. You know, it, it's um, like I said, October was a rocky month there. We had some results that we didn't we we felt hard done by. Obviously, you know, we want to have our hands on silverware come the end of the season and that's where everyone's aim is. But it doesn't, it doesn't come without hard work and some of the players that I'm now working with are some of the best in the division, and that's an exciting prospect for me right that's that's what i that's what I go to the rink you know late nights for and that's what most of the coaches in the country go to the rink late nights for you know it's not a very sociable job um it's late nights it's early mornings it's lots of travel, so the thought that you could get yourself on a you know on a trophy at the end of the season that's that's definitely a a positive factor for us and something that we we're really in the hunt for and we're looking forward to that challenge right that's that's what we pull the gear on for every single night and and every weekend
4: excellent stuff well Mark Saunders head coach of Chelmsford a big big thank you for taking the time out your Thursday to join us on this week's show big good luck uh, this side of Christmas and beyond, and uh, keep up the excellent work.
3: Yeah, brilliant. Thanks a lot, Ben. Appreciate you having me on. Um, just if I can, if I can plug that charity game just one more time, if I, if you'd be Go so kind. Go for it.
4: We've got uh, we've got two
3: charities that are kind of close to the team's heart here. Um, we've got Aching Arms, and we've got Four Louis, um, which is uh, two charities around um, newborn and and child loss parents um we've got a group of players that are going to be shaving their heads towards the end of the season on ice um i think that'll be at the last game that we play at home for the league schedule so some of the guys will have significantly less hair on their heads come the playoffs i think that's the plan um people are trying to rope me into that as well i'm not i'm not so sure i'm quite precious about my hair and my beard so uh yeah i you know there's there's some targets there i think we'd like to raise ten thousand pounds so you know i know that everybody's tight and everybody's feeling the pinch here but this is something that's really close to our heart obviously it's a league scheduled game there but it is a a charity night we've got specially designed charity jerseys that are going to be worn for that night and it's going to be a night of obviously uh, remembrance and celebration but obviously something that's very close to our heart here at Chelmsford so yeah thank you very much for the exposure on that one Um, there is a GoFundMe page if you go to the Chelmsford website the Chelmsford Twitter feeds and and social medias you can find that on there Um, anything as, as little or as large as you can give would be brilliant obviously appreciate the exposure from you Ben thank you very much and yet if you can get down if your team doesn't have a game and you fancy coming to watch the Chelmsford Chieftains against Milton stand on the 18th of December we'd be grateful to see you down at the Riverside
4: Mark Saunders their head coach of the Chelmsford Chieftains joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey podcast and let's stick with the South of England now and go to South 2 Currently leading the way in South 2 is the Haringey Huskies and it was a four point weekend for Haringey with victories over Streatham and Oxford. And uh, to judge the mood now at Haringey as we head towards uh, December's fixtures, let's welcome the head coach now of the club and it's a welcome to the show to Dan Sampson. Uh, Well, Dan, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, first is first, big congratulations uh, for for the season thus far uh, in South 2 at the Huskies. It's it's going pretty well. Uh, How's it gone?
6: Yeah, um, it's good to be here. Um, It's season, it's going okay. I don't think we've hit our stride, if I'm honest. Um, We've had a good discussion about that as a a team. Um, The weekend just gone, you know, Streatham home, Oxford away. Uh, we really sort of found found our, our groove, really, um, playing 60-minute games, um, which is what we're all about, um, really identify as a team, battling for each other, and um, just not giving up. And it was good to see that we sort of found our rhythm again.
4: And what have you made of of South Two more generally? Because uh, if we if we touch upon the record, you've you've you played thirteen, uh, you've only lost two games, as, as a, an overtime loss in there as well. Uh, but top top of the table in a very competitive division. Um, so, I mean, what what's your thoughts on on the overall competition in South Two this year?
6: It's definitely a lot tougher. Um, I think previous years you'd be looking at sort of one or two teams really pushing for that title. Um, this year there's at least five teams that are in it. Um, everyone's taking points off each other. So it's it's made it more competitive. And it just means that, you know, nothing's a given in this league. If you don't turn up, you're going to get beat. And I think it's really helped the league develop this year.
4: And and what were your expectations? Now, Now, obviously, there's there's two ways of asking this question. What are your expectations now? As <laughs> we're towards Christmas, top of the table. What were your expectations back in uh, August, September time for, for what was possible at Haringey? I mean, we we
6: identified that, you know what, we were so close last year, you know, three free finals, you know, losing at the last hurdle. Um, we could have gone away, we could have sulked about it, but we knew we were there, we could do it. Um, so we've regrouped in the summer. We've added a couple of players in, which is, has helped us. Um, and I think with the those losses, I think it was a bit more of a mental challenge at the start of the year, if I'm honest. Um, I think it, that was a bit more mental fatigue than actual not being ready to play. Um, and I think the guys have now got over that hurdle. And now we're pushing all four fronts. You know, we're going for league. We're going for the playoffs. We're going for that title. You know, it's still anyone to play for in the league. Hopefully we don't drop any more points. Um, but we've got some big games coming up um, before Christmas. And obviously, you know, we've still got like the Guildford. Peterborough, to play twice. Invicta to come to our, our barn. So um, there's a lot to play for. A lot can happen. And, you know, we'll, we'll just take it one game at a time. We're not, not too far ahead. And just make sure we're as best for each game as we can be.
4: And crucially, like you touched upon last season, you've got that experience now in your back pocket as well to, to call upon, haven't you?
6: Yeah, I mean, we've got we've got the experience of of you know getting to a cup final, being so close in the league, playoff final experience. For the majority of the team last year, was a first. It's only probably a few people in that in our dress from last year that have been in that kind of environment. Um, myself was only really when well, I used the equipment at Romford, so being a final. Um, So it was a new experience. Um, It was a good experience, especially for the younger guys. Uh, but yeah, I think that will hold us in good stead when we come to it at the end of the season.
4: And it follows on, uh, last season obviously follows on from um, all the disruption that we, we had with, with COVID and that side of things. And uh, for for those unaware, Harringay Huskies, um, we could talk about all the venues across the UK, the modern ones, the the vintage ones, but your team plays at the Alexandria Palace and it's it's quite a, a magnificent setting for, for an ice hockey game, that's for sure. Um, so how's the club shaping up after after covid um not just on the ice but off it as well
6: yeah i mean the club is 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 in good stead um obviously lee is a massive part of that um i've known lee now a number of years even back in like the real want for fury days when he joined us there so uh, we get on really well um he has a good vision for the club um we've got a good team with us myself my brother's coaching tim and Lou are managers. Lee, um say, so good um, relationship with the rink. We um, really come on strong this year. The crowds we're getting, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine hundred, over a thousand. I think it was the weekend just gone, and it's just more and more new fans. We'll see lots of comments online. Uh, the first game, the Huskies bring my friends next week, and it's just, it's just been growing and growing and growing. Um, and you know, you look around, you see a packed rink. You can't ask for
4: more. Yeah, absolutely, and, and um, I've spoke to a um, few London clubs and, and Essex clubs on the show this season, and it does feel like a- attendances aren't necessarily a problem uh, on the other side of COVID uh, down in the southeast. It seems like the game's doing pretty well with on that front.
6: Indeed, yeah, I mean, you know, um, I know some rinks have got issues with you know certain capacities. Um, we're lucky we don't have that restriction at the moment, but yeah, most of the games we've been to have been good good attendances, and we, especially away games. We have a very good Away core fans, like our hardcore diehard fans, are there week in week out. They'll find a way to get to the rink, um, whether you're in Cardiff, Oxford, Bristol. They'll be there, loud and proud, singing to the end. Um, and you know, it's it's great to see.
4: And you're going to need that uh, travelling support as well in the in the coming uh, weeks, um, as you've touched upon already. Chelmsford um, this weekend on on Saturday uh, away from home, but it's not it's not too far away, is it? Uh, Cardiff the following week, um, which is quite far away, <laughs> um, uh, but back back at home ice on, on the 17th against Chelmsford. Um, so how how much are you looking forward to to this festive period coming up for the club because this. It's, it's getting down to uh, crucial games now, isn't it? Where every every match is important.
6: Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, with the Chelmsford card games coming up, that their team's battling for the playoffs. Um, so they're, they're battling for every single point. Chelmsford, you know, they're they're a young side. They've got some experienced players there. They've got a few guys on two ways with the Chieftains that are potentially, I know, this weekend will be available for them. So for us, it's a, it's a really big challenge. You know, we've had a good session this week. Um, we've worked on a few areas. We know we've got to turn up focused, um, and we will do that. Cardiff, you, you just never know what you're going to get in Cardiff. Um, you know, we had good success there last year, again in the Cup. Um, you know, we, we should be rolling there with a full team, and this, it's a tough part to go, um, but, you know, we've done it before. Hopefully, we'll, we'll be going off a win against Chelmsford, and we'll just continue the really good vibe and journey that we're going on at the
4: moment. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just a, a final thought, Dan, just, just about, you know, Building upon last season, um, it's it's come across loud and clear uh, in this interview. Um, you know, definitely as a squad and as a club, hungry for for success this season. How much are you looking forward to to this challenge on on various fronts as we approach twenty twenty three?
6: For me personally, I, I'm up for the challenge. I, you know, I like to be the one people are chasing. I like to be you know, the one they're trying to catch um, because it makes us having to keep ourselves at the top of that game. Um, Yes, there's pressure there, but you know we've seen that we we can cope with it. And as long as we you know we've got a full, fully fit team week in week out, you know we're going to be there or thereabouts. bats. Um, hopefully, the ones lifting the trophies. Um, but at the end of the day, whoever turns up does the best on the day is going to win. Um, so it's going to come down to that. But like I said earlier on, the the journey we went on last year being so close, I think that will give us the extra momentum to really get over the line. So the little extra effort guys are going to put in each week just to really solidify that and hopefully at the end of the season hopefully lifting free trophies
4: great stuff well Dan Sampson head coach of the Highland Huskies a big big thank you for taking the time out your Thursday to join us on this week's show have a lovely Christmas and a big good luck in the coming matches as well and keep up the excellent work
6: thank you very much you too have a good Christmas everyone
4: Dan Sampson there Head coach of the Harry and Gay Huskies joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Well, that's it for this week's edition. A big thank you to all my guests for joining me this week. Remember for all the latest goings on from the world of British Ice Hockey, you can visit the website www.britishicehockey.co.uk bye i Ben and you all make sure you all have a lovely and safe weekend. Bye bye.
6: 18 plus.